When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Mind Sculptors podcast. I am your host, Callahan, and today we have a great show lined up for you today with the director of Eminence Events, Mike Bainey, who is going to be letting us know about his latest project, CEDH University. But before we dive into that, I want to take a moment and thank a new supporter of the show, Dragon Shield. Dragon Shield sleeves are what I use on all my cards because they are a perfect mix of durability and shuffleability. They also now offer dual matte sleeves that have a fully opaque black interior, so you don't have to worry about your deck getting flagged by a judge for being able to see through the back of your cards at the next tournament you're at. So if you want to protect your cards while also supporting the channel, check out the link in the description and get your Dragon Shield sleeves today. We are also supported by our wonderful patrons over on Patreon. Your continued support is what enables us to continue to bring you this content every week. If you aren't a patron already, you can join the Sculpty family at patreon.com forward slash the Mind Sculptors, where you can listen to the full uncut conversation I have with Mike today. Also, I'm pleased to let you all know that I am a featured content creator at Oktoberfest here in November. If you aren't familiar with the event, it is a charity CEDH tournament raising money for St. Jude Children's Hospital. It is going to be November 18th through the 20th in Philadelphia. You can visit monarch.cards to get more information on the event. It's time to check in on our Apple podcast ratings, and this week we have one new rating. It is a five-star rating by user Kolpuck that says, The Mind Sculptors demand that the Rules Committee ban Thos's Oracle. While I'm not sure that all the Mind Sculptors would say that, I certainly agree that the card should be banned. But more importantly, thank you for rating the show. Remember that if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, I will read it here on the show. With that said, let's jump into my conversation with Mike. So initially, when I started The Mind Sculptors, I had this idea of eventually doing a series of videos called CEDH University where it's like a good intro spot for people to get into the format and learn the wheels, learn the ropes. And it just kind of never materialized. Fast forward to a few months ago, 
you, you and I had been having a conversation uh, about something that you would wanted to be working on. And then you send me a discord invitation to uh, a place, a, a discord that you were working on. And I forget what your initial name for it was. Um, it was like, so it was the EDH Academy. That's right. That exists under the name of another individual who funny story. And I'll keep it short. Uh, I ended up being on a gameplay video and podcast with, um, I was actually on the video with EDH Academy, like that person. And they put the two and two together mid video. So I had to sit there and have a conversation with them. And I was like, bro, I'll change it. Don't worry about it. Like, I'm not trying to get into a IP issue. <laughs> like, right. That's your thing, man. Don't worry about it. I got it. And then yeah. that was, yeah. And uh, as, as so you, you send me the invite and I didn't even know that part of it. And I was just like, hey, I have like, one thing I know I'm good at, man, I've really talked myself up this episode, which I you know normally what? don't Toot do. your horn. Go but, ahead, fam. Um, one thing I know I'm good at is like branding things and coming up with like names and fun yeah, ways yeah. to like sell things. And so as soon as I saw this, I was just like, hey, I know you've got this name. That's all cool. Uh, here is branding that I've already built. Run with it. Uh, it is yours. <laughs> Uh, and I fully support what you're doing. And if you need help, just let me know. And I'll try to help in the capacities that I can help. And you have built something that I think is really, really, really cool with uh, CEDH University. In yeah. So when it really comes down to it, we had my idea of what it could be. And then you were like, hey, here's. This whole thing that you and it's nice that we kind of came up with those ideas independently. It makes me feel good that that was not a bad idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but so explain CEDH University a little bit, uh, what it is, what uh, purpose it serves, and how people can get involved with it. Yeah. So we'll we'll do the the elevator speech first, just to keep it short and sweet for people listening. So. CDHU is a um, purpose-built, focused, and targeted CDH learning area. That's what it is. Um, it was designed much like you were just saying about how, like, trying to get your first steps into CDH and having those conversations. Right? We every decision that we've made and it is an eminence product. So I will te I will talk about eminence a little bit here and there just right. as it comes in. But one of the things we do over there is we look at where is there a problem and how can we solve it or close the gap? This was a close the gap problem mm -hmm. of somebody's in casual, but is really, really good friends with Callahan and wants to play CDH, but all they've got is goat tribal and they don't know how to get there. <laughs> right. So right. And if you go on Twitter and just say, hey, I want to learn how to play CEDH. Well, of course, you being the wonderful person you are, you're going to be like, hey, this is awesome. Come over here. Check this thing out. But there's a thousand of you. Right. Right. So then it gets messy. And then the you, you know, there's another version of you out there that, you know, has, you know, my opinions better. So I'm going to defend it to the tilt. And then we start getting into the discourse. And then we. So CEDHU is a place where we get rid of all of that. Right. It says very 
clearly in the opening document, which we're in the process of rewriting a little bit that, you know, we check all the egos at the door. There is, this is not clout driven. This is not ego driven. This is not anything like that. The purpose of this is so-and-so wants to learn how to play CEDH. Here are 60 of the best players that we could get to be your mentor, to guide you, to, to answer your questions. Maybe not immediately, mm-hmm. but we have a channel. We have a forum post for different commanders. We have different channels laid out for different play styles. And you can go in there and just ask a question and you will get an answer from somebody that's been doing this for years and it won't be buried in media discourse, social media, anything. It's direct focused learning. And it's just there to help you close the gap. It's never going to be a 10,000 person discord right now. It's got a little too many people in there, right? Mm-hmm. The point is focused learning. And I think we're doing that. We have our seminar series. We have a lot of things that are like happening. The conversations in there are constantly live. We're constantly getting questions and, and asks for new channels because people are trying to learn new things. Um, and we have people that can do that. We have a mentor that just pops up, right? And, and they'll be quiet for 90% of the time. But then, you know, Pontus is in there today and they're, they're brewing Tevish Ishai, mm-hmm. uh, a man humility list. And Pontus was like, hey, I have experience with that. I'll lead that discussion. Don't worry about it. I got it. And they take a, they just drive and that's it. Right. So it's kind of become like this self-sustaining learning platform. And it's really awesome to see. So that's, that's the elevator and then the long wind. So. Well, good. We are the mind sculptors. We're famous for our three hours. <laughs> so, um, perfect. We, we, we were famous for that. We know we no longer do that, but, um, that was two hours. So yeah, it's, we, <laughs> we cut them up a little bit. Uh, but so, so give me some of the background on how this materialized. Sure. Um, it actually started with Ken. Um, so as all good things do, as uh, all good <laughs> things do, Ken is just the best of the best of us. Um, so there was actually, if I really boil this down, it's, it, there's a two parter to this one is Ken. And then the other is my teacher's box. Mm-hmm. Um, and the teacher's box is what started my conversations with a bunch of other people. Hopefully we'll be talking too soon. So Ken, put up a video, I believe, or was talking about the entryway into CEDH and how it's just a rocky road. Mm-hmm. Um, not that it's challenging, but to the point that you and I have made several times over at this point, and we'll continue to make it's, it's cloudy, right? right. It's very, there's, there's a there's lot a of thousand directions. Involved. Well, yes, but there's a thousand directions that are driven by that ego. And it's, and I will, I will take a stand in, I will die on the hill of everybody means well, but it's hard to do that in 120 characters. So sometimes it comes off like you're just an angry elf and that's just the way it is. So we had talked about that being a case and, uh, you know, I had jokingly said somebody just needs to make a place for everybody to come in here and just learn about how to do this. Just one-on-one, just be done with it. And the tweet got a bunch of likes as all ideas get sometimes right uh and ken latched onto the idea and was like yeah that's great somebody ought to do it and i was like and then i sent the fine i'll do it myself gif um and that's that's kind of how it started i was like okay i made the joke but now people really like it so let's do this thing 
And then the teacher's box was like a, probably an early iteration of this, which is I printed out the primers and full proxies of six CDH decks that I thought were ones that you could learn to pilot well if you had someone at the table or in the pod to coach you. Right. So we're looking at Winota. We're mm-hmm. looking at Goto. We're looking at uh, 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 Malcolm Tana, right? Um, I put Clark in there because I pilot Clark and I know Clark. And as the deck is extremely convoluted, it is not extremely beginner friendly. But if you have somebody that plays Storm or knows Storm and understands yeah. the ideas, you can anybody who's walk played your way Storm in Modern can pilot Karkashima. Yeah, you can work. <laughs> you can walk. Yeah, you can walk your way through it. So it's in there, right? Um, there's uh, Jessica and Jessica Ishai. That's in there. And I take this box with me to my LGS and I sit down and the binders out and on the binder, it says in very big bolded letters. Uh, do you want to learn how to play CADH? And then in the primer, if they sit down, I present them with all the different options. We have aggro lists, storm lists, stacks, whatever you want. Pick a thing. Here's a primer. Let's walk through it. We'll spend like 10, 15 minutes walking through it. So on and so forth. We'll play a game. We'll review some hands. We'll do our own like live greedy keeps, you know, shout out to Dan and Braden for that one. <laughs> like um, we'll, we'll do that. Right. And then we play a game. I, I think I've brought probably close to 20 people into CEDAs just because I gave them the opportunity to understand what it is rather than them just listening to what the stereotypes say it is. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, it's turn one format. Oh, they're just going to, they're just going to grind you into the floor. Oh, they're never going to let you resolve anything. Oh, they're going to like, it's none of that. It's just EDH people. This is all it is. Right. So it, like it was a combination of those two things that kind of birthed what is now CEDHU. And uh, yeah. It, it, it's interesting because that is one of the like, that's such a clever way of like going, hey, I want to have a tool with me to teach people. And I just always have it. You know what I mean? Like that's a, that's a really yeah. cool idea. Do you, do you still maintain that? I do. Awesome. Um, so I actually printed out Sethis because I wanted to have something that was Selesnia and I mm-hmm. wanted to have something that was enchantment focused. Because if you look at Godo, Godo is Godo. Count to 11. All right. Count to 13. All right. Count to 15. Hey, you just do that for a while. Right. Winota is kind of driven by chance, much like Clark is, right? What are you going to rip off the top six and, and hope, right? It, it, the idea is the same. Beats and stacks, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But I didn't have anything that was like, hey, you really love enchantment decks. Well, I didn't have a thing for that. So I printed out Sethis. That's the thing that's been in there. Um, and I keep the primers, you know, updated, moving around. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I actually had it with me last Friday and we, we played some CDH games, except I, I took Team or Twiddlestorm out for a run. That was fun. Oh, that's neat. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, what is that? That's. The, the it's dinosaur. my own little well no well, that's it's, not Calimax. Uh, okay no it's uh it's kaidel and jessica oh you've told me about this deck before I have. you have it's I, some I, it's some psycho shit whenever <laughs> i brew something you can you can guarantee that it is one never going to see the light of anything that is ever you know this is a good deck and two i will beat you with it those those are like the two things you can count on You'll be very confused. <laughs> Meanwhile, I just build the most pedestrian 
Like, nah, man, I I go to I go to the edge. That's where Angry Orchard baby. was born from. That's where Angry Orchard was born from. They were right. like, oh, I really like Kadama and Sakashima. And I was like, yeah, but what if you got to play red? <laughs> and they're like, what? We did. And we I, did. Uh, we did an episode where say. we like explored <laughs> Kodama and Krom, and yeah, I was just like, I was Angry Orchard. Yeah, I, I like, I found it really hard to brew because I was just like, it's just Kodama Sakashima with bread. Okay, that's all it is. It's, but it becomes like your your options become so much. They're they're more fun, right? Oh like, yeah, I like, brew on the side of entertainment versus like yes, you can have two Kodamas and a land gets you the thing. I, I get it. <laughs> it was like it was one of those things from a like because from the like Brewer's Choice aspect of that deck. You're always trying to find like a unique uh, like all of us want to have like our unique approach to like a certain deck or a certain build. And then you you sit Kudama down in the command zone really next to anything. And the deck just kind of uh, devolves into the same thing, uh, which I think is interesting because Kudama is just like, no, you're doing this Uh, because anytime you try to do something different you always end up falling back on it's like well this is cool but it's not as good as this thing that's like doing that but like just strictly better uh, so 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 what I, what i will say is it it was that list for a while it was landfall for a while and i want to get back on the cdhu and keep talking about what we're oh, doing yeah, but yeah. what we did i actually had a i had a conversation with a good buddy of mine surreal we sat down with the list cuz i was like i need to brew this I need this to be functional and faster because it just gets stuck. So what right. it actually evolved into was actually a layered list that it was it's like teamer, awesome things. Like it became like you could sneak out Kinnon and then make mana and do all kinds of Kinnon things. You could neoform a Krom into a consecrated Sphinx and just do Sphinx things. You could put a kitten in there and then you just like it became so much more than a landfall deck. Right. But it required that extra like input from another human being. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's what's cool about it. It was great. And and again, that's what's really neat about the CEDHU sort of thing is you get those, especially when you're doing brewing things, is you get those opportunities to have unique perspectives and Mm -hmm. uh, perspectives that you normally wouldn't have. Because, again, when it's like we're doing an episode for Brewer's Choice, we have like a week to come up with a brew. And so yeah. the deck gets pretty much like it's like a first pass of a deck. Um, and so it's really cool when you have this. Uh, this entirely like wide encapsulating platform where you're able to really be like, OK, well, here's like a bunch of stuff that yeah. people have ideas for. And OK, here's something that somebody wants to talk about. Um, and so. When it really comes down to break down the discord and like how it functions and all of that stuff. Yeah, sure. So I'll, I'll pull it up so that I don't misspeak until to my own project. Here, so. <laughs> um, it is very big. I will say that just up front. Um, and that's kind of by design. So when we look at all of the different spaces, you come in kind of walk through the door. We have our kind of announcement. Hey, welcome to the, to the show space. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's a bunch of, it, it walks you through the process. It walks you through step one, two, three, four. It walks you through kind of where things are. It gives you some suggestions, right? You know, it keeps certain houses collapsed because if you don't, the discord is, it, it can be unruly. Right. But that's also part of what makes it amazing is there's a place for everyone, but you have to be able to navigate it. Much like walking around your high school for the first time. Right. Right. You're just finding your way around. You're trying to find your locker. You're trying to find homeroom. You're trying to find that place. So, um, you know, it walks you through all those things. You know, step one, we have uh, what's called right now the where to start channel. It, the where to start channel in general are kind of two, in the, you know, one of the same. Uh, where to start is when you come in and you are just fresh to it. Hey, I've played commander, but I have no idea where I'm going or what I'm doing. All I know is I want to try because I saw somebody at a table do this thing this one time. Right. And in that space, a mentor will connect with you and say, okay, this is what we have. This is what we're looking at. What do you like to play? Right. It's all driven by kind of more open-ended questions for you. Again, targeted and focused interaction to get you where you want to be. So what do you like to play? I'm a storm player. I play it in modern. This is my favorite deck. Awesome. Like, is there a certain card that you just love, right? Oh yeah. I love doomsday. Like, okay. Um, have you seen any decks and are anything kind of speaking to you? Uh, you know, Krok Sakashima is pretty wild. Like I'd like to give that a go. Okay, cool. Awesome. So we, we start funneling down some of the ideas, right? Step two is getting into the play style of choosing a deck. Step two is kind of can go quickly. Sometimes it's just handled in that initial conversation where we go, yep, this is kind of the space that you're looking for. This is right where you want to be. Go. Mm-hmm. And you jump right into the houses. Sometimes you need a little bit more direction. Sometimes you need a little bit more help and kind of movement in that space. So choosing a play style and choosing a deck is, okay, you want to be a storm player or you want to be a stacks player or you want to be whatever you, you want to do. Let's establish that because you've been in this, this world long enough that Somebody can walk in and say, yeah, I want to play stacks. Okay, well, there's 87 stacks lists that you can pick from. So let's, let's try to get a little focus on it and, and see what's out there. Then once we have that idea kind of laid out, then we can help you pick a deck. And then from that point, you go into the houses. And the houses are driven by color at this point. So we have a monocolor, two-color, three-color, four-color, five-color, and a partner X house. Mm-hmm. Um, and in each house, there's a forum. And within each forum, there is a post for subset of commanders. So a great example of this, and the most easy one, and probably the busiest one, is the House of Monocolor. We have a study in white, study in blue, black, red, and green. In the red, we have a Rionia post. We have a Magda post. We have a Zada Storm and a Polystax post. Uh, in white, we have a Heliod uh, active space. We have, in black, we have Kyrick. That's another space that's active. So you go into those houses and you just start talking. Right. Start asking questions about the list deliberately right then and there. Again, we have over 60 mentors in the space and they will get to you. Will they get to you immediately? We, we have lives. We have things going on, right? So we're not going to be able to live in here 24-7. But right. the person that answers the question is not going to be some rando on the internet, right? Hal's in here. Hokey's in here, right? Uh, uh, um, cicadas in, in here, Sage is in here, <laughs> you're in there, right? Accepted is in there. Um, Ryan from you know, playing with power, Ryan's in here, Kobito's in here. I saw uh, Pongo's, Pong, in, Pongo's there. in here, yeah. yeah, Pongo's in here. Like, it's like you have people in here that play these lists 
developed them, know them. You're not getting random information. You're getting good from the source info. Right. And that's, that's kind of the point, right? Like you want to talk to Sinestro about Tassiker? There's a space for that. Might talk to you a lot about it, but there's a space for that. Right. Um, and that's, that's what it is. Um, and then it's designed much like school. Mm-hmm. Um, right now there's a lot of people in there, but the idea is when you come in here, it's a revolving door, come in, get the information you need, feel good, feel comfortable, feel great about where you're at. And then when you're ready, take the step and, and, and move on. And mm-hmm. that's okay. We encourage that. We encourage you to come in and get comfortable and understand for us, you leaving the discord with the knowledge that you are comfortable entering the CEDH space and getting games live on stream or live with wherever that means we've done our job well. So if you're lurking or doing whatever you're doing, that's on you. But our intent is to have you come in, learn, be the best that you could be from us and then send you on your way. It's such a cool. So. So one of the things that I think is really neat about this and uh, it's something that I, I personally really like about it is uh, especially with something like, I think a great example of this is not only does it provide that space for learning decks, but it also provides because, because like universities, for example, aren't uh, only places where people go to learn. Right. It's also where people go to experiment and where people go to, I mean, they are learning, but they're also getting paid to learn. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. the people who go and, uh, you know, run tests and all of that stuff and professors or whatnot. And the thing I think is really cool about it is it is one of the first places that I've seen where I've outside of my personal groups where I can hop in there and be like, okay, I'm working on art and crom and here's where I'm at. Here's some thoughts. Uh, you know, what do you think? And it's a, it, I've seen people talking about uh, all sorts of different stuff I have right here. Like the Azorius study has been uh, going on uh, today where people have been talking about Sten, which I think is really cool. And yeah. like, that is one of the things that I do like about it because it's not just come in and learn how to play, but it's also come in and let's study and try to figure out how do we build these things and how do we like, like, because what I'm getting at is it also serves a really valuable resource for established players as well. Yeah. Yeah. And there's some of the, 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 some of the, the busier conversations do take place between the mentors that are in there. And like, if you want to talk about having your brain explode, like put Ken Pongo and Cobblepot in the same room uh, and let them talk about Crark for a while and your brain will just melt. <laughs> right. But that happens here and it just Correct. happens organically. Um, you know, we're not trying to rope them into doing a live cast or anything like that. They're literally just in here and somebody said something. And because again, we check the egos at the door. This is not ego. This is not clout. Right. Because we do all of that. It is literally just three dudes trying to brew a list and they're like, Hey, this is a really good idea. Hey, that's kind of a, that's a good idea. But what if we did this instead? Because the intent is this. Oh, well, that's really cool too, because of this thing. And you get this really organic is a great word for this space. Because if you get in here, your first look is going to be, man, there's a lot of things in here, but it doesn't look that busy. It's not supposed to be that busy. It's supposed to be intermittently busy. 
And you're supposed to have a space to go when you have a thought. You're not going to have a thought around everything all the time. Sometimes it's just going to be quiet space and that's okay. Like, but sometimes you get to chat like the Heliod chat. Heliod has been popping off since day one. They talk in there every single day. Heliod players Zada, are committed. They're passionate, man. Yeah, and Ken are. started the, the Dal Sim chat. That's been live since he posted it up there. Like they've been just in there, just moving and grooving. And yes, that chat will go quiet. And that's okay. We actually, we, so we have a review committee that meets at the end of every month. And we look at all the channels and we look at all the things. We go clean up the Discord. We'll go archive a bunch of different posts and a bunch of different channels just to say, hey, Looks this like is this kind of calmed down. Finished. Yeah. And you guys are doing well. You guys are doing great. Let's archive this. And if it comes back up, we'll pull it back into the space when it's ready. Right. But that's just to keep it clean. It's just to keep it clean and keep it moving because we don't want it to be buried or sit here with a bunch of empty things. We do want it to be active, but like, I don't want people to, to get in here and be like, oh, there hasn't been a post here in a minute. Like I go through and I clear everything out in the mornings. And then by the end of the day, I've got meetings or, or comments in tons of different spaces. Deck, I'm staring at deck ideas, combos ideas. The optimization workshop, threat assessment, Kirk, Magda, uh, Ilcord, Dalsim. Like, I just cleaned this out this morning. Right. And all those conversations are gone. So it, it's a good place to get in and learn. And to your point, the mentors get in there and they mm-hmm. work together and they learn from each other. Right. Oh, I, I, this person really knows this thing and I really know that thing. Well, let's try to put these things together. And it just, it, it's just, it's fascinating to see it come. It's such a cool uh, thing that we have in this community and something that I really like that I've been seeing from CEDH in the really last few months is this desire from the community, from community leaders to find solutions to the problems. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I think something that... It, like is important that I really appreciate about this is it is an answer to a problem that has, we've been asking this question. Like this is one of the things that sometimes I'll get frustrated with on Twitter and with Twitter discourse, right? Is <laughs> like, if what was it like at the beginning of the year, the, the Twitter discourse was all about like, it was right after Marchessa and it was how to run a, a, a tournament and, you know, uh, it, all the stuff was about Clark and shortcuts and blah, 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 blah. And I was getting so annoyed with it because I'm like, guys, I've been around CDH long enough. This conversation has been had like 40 times. Like yeah. the, the, the solution has been found and we're just reinventing the wheel. Here's a post about what what it was. And I'm also going to tell you what it was. And then people are just like, no, 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 no. And then they all end up on the like same conclusion. And so like there was a period of time where I was feeling like, man, there is just a lot of discourse and no attempt to try and find solutions to the discourse. And I one of the things I really appreciate about you, Mike, is that you all have been a, you know, uh, here is a hole that I see needs filled. Let's fill that hole. Uh, And I think that's something great about you. Um, 
And I, and I don't mean this to just like talk you up, but I do mean this genuinely um, is like from a colleague to another, like it, it is one of the, my favorite things about you uh, is the fact that you see a need and your, your first instinct isn't, you know, like, Oh man, that sucks. Your first instinct is all right, let's fix it. And that's, that's so cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. I, I, so we work really hard as a team. I, I am a, I, this is going to be, this is going to be a very weird statement and I hope you people don't chew me up and shit me out for it. But um, I, I, I tend to think of myself more as a, of a guide of people mm-hmm. with that are smarter than myself. Um, a lot of folks come at a question and they come in too hot. They don't know how to teach. They have an idea, but they don't know how to put it out there. Right. They have a thing and it's, there isn't any place and much like CDHU. It's hard to find somebody that'll just take a step back and sit there with you and go, Hey, tell me about what you're thinking. Right. Tell me about what's going on. Right. There's a problem here. What is the problem? Okay. We're having a hard time getting people into CDH. We've officially moved past pub stomping. Congratulations, everybody. We did it. We're no longer the pub stompers because now we're the people that beats up on the pub stompers when the pub stomper arrives. Right. Right. You want to pub stomp. We'll show you how to do this correctly. And then we can, we can play this game the right way. Right. We're no longer those people. Congratulations. We did it. Now the next hurdle for us, the next question was, okay, how do we bring people in now? Because now we have all these stereotypes that we we're no longer pub stompers, but now we have all these stereotypes that are sitting out here. How do we resolve that? Right. And you see it consistently on Twitter again, right? We'll talk about the bird app a ton, but you see it a lot where people, you know, Ken and CDH guide, when he factually stated through watched video and factual data mm-hmm. that CEDH was a turn six to turn seven format, that blew people's minds because it no longer became a debate. It was, wow, that's, that, that's literally, that's true. That's, that is what it is. Mm-hmm. That might've shifted a little bit. That video is probably a year old at this point, but that's the thing. And when you say that to somebody, one of my favorite things to do with newer folks is, okay, again, what's the problem? There's stereotypes and we're having a hard time breaking those things up. Pick the most wild outlandish stereotype you can about CEDH. And the minute you hear it from someone else, give them the fact and back it up with actual information, not ego driven, not because somebody cool said it one time, Right. leave names out of it. Just give the fact when people hear from me, who's a quote unquote, no one at the LGS that CDH is a turn six to turn seven format and casual sits anywhere between turn eight to 12, more or less. Right. Their brains melt. They have no idea how to deal with that because Process they're, that I, information. Yeah, their, their, their previous data is just like, well, this is what it is. It right. has to be that. No, 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 it doesn't. And when you start answering those questions, you start thinking about the problems more outside of wherever you exist in them and just of how can we solve that on a larger scale and make it so that everybody, we remove the discourse from it. That's, that tends to be where I live is this is the problem we have right now. We need to fix that thing. 
we need to bring more people into CEDH or at least break this stereotype of what CEDH is. If we look at the seminar series, if we look at what CEDHU does, we boil it all the way down. What it really does is breaks the stereotypes of what people assume to be CEDH. And it makes it very easy for people to decide, oh, that's definitely something I want to do. Or, you know what, maybe that's not exactly for me, but I'm glad I understand the reality of it now versus what I just assumed. Right. Um, and, and that's been, it's been a fun puzzle to solve because you run, you start seeing these cool truths pop out. You start seeing like you, we've had a couple of people come in um, from a mentor perspective, right? You see them on Twitter all the time. I'll show you, I'll teach you. I'd love to teach somebody. I'd love to do this. I'd love to do that. I'd love to be involved. And you get them in there and you start getting them involved. And all of a sudden they realize like, oh wait, no, I don't want to do that at all. And that's okay. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. But the fact that you presented them with that information, like that's a win. And you think like, like that's something that I think uh, for, <laughs> for our patrons uh, who are, who are, who get to watch uh, at least me, um, you are seeing that I am sorting cards on my desk right now because my desk space is uh, <laughs> a nightmare and it's overwhelming me as we record. Uh <laughs> So I am very actively paying attention to this conversation, <laughs> but I'm also like organizing stacks of cards because I'm just like, you know, buried in cards okay. right now. We have uh, the neurodivergent skill set. We're OK. Yeah, we got this. But uh, <laughs> so one of the one of the things that I think is really neat, and it, it, it's funny because you say that with, you know, sometimes people get in there and then they realize that they didn't really want to be like teach people how to do stuff and it's interesting because i I don't want to i'm not going to open this up to a larger discussion because i feel like it could very quickly um devolve into a larger discussion but it, it does kind of uh open up a interesting like discussion point of there are a lot of people who like you've said on Twitter are like yeah I'd love to do that blah 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 and love want to get people into it and then you get them into a setting where they can do that and they realize oh I didn't actually want to do that and one of the questions I guess I would ask is do you think some of that is a byproduct of the format of Twitter being very like clout and connection driven um where being willing to help somebody even if it's not something you actually want to do will buy you points that you otherwise wouldn't get if that makes sense and i know that sounds like super cynical and i hate being cynical <laughs> i i always try to be like positive I, about these sorts of things yeah but like what like i i just as we're like having this discussion like what's your thoughts on like that perspective of it yeah so i i think it's a really interesting spot because a lot of the people that are i guess for the sake of conversation we could call them cloud driven or ego driven they they're they have extremely valid points right and at some point their points were extremely validated by somebody else that had extremely valid points and they built that thing up and it got to a point now where 
there's two sides to it. One is, yes, there are some clout chasers out there, and that exists. I think sometimes it's more of a meme than anything at this point, but there are things out there that exist like that. Um, and then there's other people out there that gain the clout at a certain point in time and now regret it. <laughs> but now they can't unring the bell, right? right. Now, you're here now. That's it. You, you have the 10,000 followers or whatever it is. Like you're here now. So now when you speak, that carries weight and you have to deal with that. And I like the fact that CDHU kind of gives you a safe haven from that. Right. But it, it's a double-edged sword in there as well, right? You can have your 10,000 followers. You can have all the clout you want in the open world. As soon as you step through the doors of the university, right, that all goes away. Right. You're having direct one-on-one -on -one conversations and can be directly challenged by another one-on-one -on -one person. This isn't Twitter where your 10,000 followers are going to back you up. That, that doesn't exist here. It's you versus two other people. And those two other people might poke a hole in your logic. And sometimes that happens. And what you see is some folks are more prepared for their logic to be poked than, than others. Right. right? And, and sometimes on Twitter, it's very easy for you and 120 characters to say, yep, this is the definitively correct answer. That is it. Right. Or I'll make a long thread and I'll explain it to you, but no one's going to read it to a right. certain extent. Right. And that's fine. Then all your people can give you your likes and can give you your comments and all those other things. And some of those points, again, are very valid. It's not to take away from that. When you give someone the opportunity to do it on an individual level where all of the cloud is removed and they have that one on one time, you find that some people just don't like having their logic poked and it kind of enables you to look at yourself and go, man, okay, I do have the answers, but I don't like when people play with them too much. And maybe I'm just better brewing with me and my buddies. And, I, mm -hmm. and again, that's okay. Right. A, a, a big thing that I see online is people telling other people what is and isn't okay. It's okay to like your list. It's okay to love Lavinia more than you love anything else in the world. That's okay. Right. Like it's okay to brew your decks. It's okay to sit there and say that this is the definitively correct pile. It's okay to say you built the best Yuriko deck in existence. That's okay. But if you're not willing to listen to the answers and have the ability to shrug them off, maybe just be proud in your circles, be proud with your friends, be proud with your group, but understand that sometimes people are going to say, Hey, no, I don't like that. That's just adulting. That's where we're at. So, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that. Um, it's funny. The like definitive version thing, because like one of the favorite, oh. One of the very, like, first things they said, I don't know if you've read my uh, Jeskai Stoneblade primer. Um, I did. It was beautiful. The, one of the very first things I said in there in the preface, and I appreciate that, a uh, big shout out to uh, Ken uh, from StackDDH for making that primer uh, template outline thing that he made. It's in our training resources. It's the if, best. If that didn't exist, I wouldn't be able to write a primer just because <laughs> of how my brain is big wired. <laughs> um, so, but one of the things that I said in that is this is my build of Arden Krom. This doesn't mean yep. it's definitive. There are, or is that this is the right way to play the commanders. This is how I play the deck. And you're going to get a spoiler here. Okay. 
So I feel like this is where we're headed. So finish your thought, but I feel like we're going to get a spoiler here. Oh, <laughs> and it's and it's literally just you know my ultimate opinion on these things has been like there was a period of time when I was uh, doing the only focus I really had in CDH for like two years or really a year, I guess was like Lavinia for about 2019 to 2020. And then I kind of started like being like, okay, I'm going to go back to playing like good decks again. Uh, (laughs) And so, but like, I, I I was just so dedicated to it. I played it against so many things. I've done well with it, all these different things. And anytime somebody would challenge the uh, like logic of it, I I, like took it as this like personal, like attack, Mm -hmm. like, this is this is an attack on me and it's interesting because i feel like once i started thinking of it as there's no wrong or right way of playing these things there is this is my deck this is my logic to the decisions that i've made yeah they might not be correct these are yep. my decisions and the willingness to take criticism of your your thoughts and be able to it's not just taking the criticism but it's taking the criticism and acknowledging them while not taking it as a like personal vendetta i i yeah. I, I think it was funny like a couple weeks ago or i guess it's almost a month ago jesus christ i need to <laughs> I, I was a little spotty there for a couple months <laughs> with my upload uh but uh we had choir boy on and uh we were talking about rogue decks and one of the things he said very early on that really resonated with me was uh, I, I would say kind of frequently on the show uh, that I thought Captain Sisse sucked and uh, <laughs> you know, I was just like, I think the deck's bad. And he he's told me this since then that just like, uh, I thought you just really didn't like me. And he said it on the show and I was like, oh, no, I was like, I don't have any. Uh, it has nothing to do with you. Yeah. Um, it's just like this is my opinion on the deck. Uh, and so it's interesting, like. I, it, what I'm getting at is what I like about CDHU is that it's helping people kind of divorce that identity with a deck thing. Uh, yeah because of the environment that you've created there. Uh, I, I, I think that's ultimately healthy for the format and for yeah. really just the community <clears throat> as a whole. Um, and just for people as a whole, I want people to enjoy living in their lives. And uh, <laughs> there are a handful of people that are a little wrapped up in <laughs> their deck and I was just like, all right, it's fine. It's not the end of the world. It's just a deck. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fine. Gonna be okay. It's, it's going to be okay. Right. It's just a magic deck. Um, yeah. But, but that's one I, thing I, that I, that I really appreciate that, that this does is you guys have really worked to divorce that like identity of the deck being part of you, whereas it is a deck that you play. Yeah. And I, I think, I think a way that we've done that is we've shown that you're not the only one playing that thing, mm-hmm. right? You are not the only one that's playing, you know, Sisse. 
You're not the only one playing Zada. You're not the only one. So to take the hit personally is silly because there's several of you just in this space that are doing what you're, you're doing. Right. It's not an identity thing. You're just working together to make a great thing all at once. And then for anybody that's always like, this is the definitively correct choice. This is the objective, like by math, this is the one, this is the card period. I think the big thing that anyone can fall back on whenever somebody says that to you is don't forget the pilot. Right. Right. So many people are so hell bent on, you know, I have the lowest mana value, you know, average mana value. I have, you know, all of my cards do this. All of my cards do that. You know, everything layers. Well, yada, yada. It's irrelevant to a certain extent because you have to be able to actually do those things under pressure in the table, in the pod, during the, wherever you're at, like, don't forget the pilot. Yes, there are better decks than others and that's fine. But to say that one is objectively better than some other deck is just silly at a certain point because Charles will come in and waffle stomp anybody with a mono white deck and somebody will just go, Al's not legit. Okay. Go ahead. Give it a shot and see, see where we're at. It's like, you have to be open to those things. Don't get wrapped up in, in, you know, your, your identity is your deck. No, no, it's not. You it's are the deck a, you love and it's the deck you play and it's the deck you built and you take a lot of pride in it, but it's okay to shift things to make it the best version of itself. I, I do liken the game to survivor a bit, uh, but unlike survivor, we are playing for a million dollars. But Mike, it, it, it's been really great having you on. Uh, so when it comes to how people want to support this venture from you uh, yep. in things that they're doing. How can people support you and get involved? Yeah. So there's a couple of different ways. And I mentioned earlier that this is a, this is kind of like the outreach branch of eminence, right? So uh, eminence gaming is, is we're here. We're making a lot of noise right now. Um, we yell loud and often, um, <laughs> but this is kind of our, our outreach branch with eminence. We do have, all kinds of things that are going on um, that you can help support all the things that go through CDHU and kind of further our message. Um, we use it to kind of support our staff and support our, our growth. So um, CDHU will always be free. The information that's at CDHU will never be paywalled. Right. Um, we do have the CDHU seminar series. And that's probably the first thing where you can go, yeah, we can support Mike. We can support Eminence at CEDHU to do this thing. And that's largely driven through a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the videos that we record for these live screenings, they'll be loaded up on YouTube and they will be free. What you get with the Patreon is the ability to kind of live participate in the chat with the seminar series. So the seminar series, we have um, two per month scheduled all the way out until next April. And we're already starting to fill up next year as well. Um, well, the remainder of next year. Um, and you can sit down. We have one Saturday coming up with uh, Surreal and Nate. Uh, it's more or less about this conversation. Yeah. What was it like to get started? Um, and with the Patreon, 
If you donate, I think it's at our, our, our $12 tier, that money goes directly into the pockets of the media and judge staff for eminence, the eminence founders. This will be the first time I say this in public. Um, the eminence founders do not see any money from any of the eminence, anything. We do not pocket anything. We do not make money off of anything. We aren't money hungry or greedy. Um, we will not write any checks to anything until maybe the end of next year. Everything goes to our staff. Everything goes into our events and goes back into the community. So um, the Patreon, uh, the $12 tier, we have a two $6 tiers and then a $12 tier. The $12 one gets you the supporter role in CDHU and lets you get into the live discussion with all of the um, people that are presenting. Um, so that's a way that you can participate. We also have an apparel line that we're, that we're working out right now. We do have CDHU hoodies, shirts, it's, et cetera. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah. So we <laughs> just, yeah, we, um, I actually got them and I'm planning on doing a product shoot cause I'm a photographer as well. Cause Lord only knows. I have how many hats products. can you possibly wear? I wear a lot and it's because of the neurodivergence. So I, I, I the, understand. Um, yeah. So, um, the bonfire shop is open. All those links are also in there and, and Cal, I'll give you, I'll give you those if you want to post that wherever. But yeah, absolutely. Those are, those are probably the main two main ways to, to support us. Um, and like I said, all that stuff goes to the media team and our judge staff, right? We pay our staff. We pay our people to come to Silicon dynasty. We paid our people at Punt city. We pay our people to participate in the online events Right. We have judges coming to help with certain online events that are coming up soon. Those are paid folks. Um, we do that to make sure that we're giving out the best quality that we can. Right. And to support that through CDHU, we would appreciate it. But again, there is no obligation. CDHU is an open free space for you to come hang out and learn. And, um, so feel no obligation there. <laughs> Well, that about wraps things up for us here this week. Thank you all for tuning in. And thank you, Mike Bainey, for what you're doing for the community and organizing the CEDH University. If you liked this episode or any of our other episodes, please make sure to rate the show on whatever podcast platform you are on. And if you are listening on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and tell me down in the comments what your favorite part of today's show was. Also a reminder that we are supported by Dragon Shield. And so if you want to support the show, head on over to the link in our description where you will be directly supporting the Mind Sculptors podcast and also buying some Dragon Shield sleeves, which are pretty good if you ask me. I also want to thank our top tier patrons, Justin, Adam Hamden, David Snavely, Dionychis, Jason Bialik, Josh Stein, Matt Boehner, and Senior Coupon. If you too would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash the mind sculptors or just check out the link in the description. Thank you again for joining us and from all of us here at the mind sculptors. I'm Callahan and we'll see you next time.